Relax and get loose while I put you up on game. The figure booth with Josh and Nate. This that podcast, folks. Those in the know. Batman vs. Iron Man. How would it go? We're talking one of a kind. Collectibles. Mezco toys are respectable. It's unacceptable. If it's not in the packaging, Nate don't take pics if you ain't rapping it. Nate's dirty tricks are always happening. But damn it, man. Don't you be stressing round here. We believe in plastic confessions. We trying to figure out the figures that's gonna stand the test of time. That G.I. Joe handmade hit me in the spine. There's perfection in the way that these toys are made. But I also wanna know do I pick Wade or Slade? So this is where I come to kick it with the guys. The figure booth. Like, comment, and subscribe. Welcome back, Toy Fam, to another episode of The Figure Booth. I am your host, Josh, a.k.a. Prime to the First. Hey, guys, this is Nate, a.k.a. FigureFan underscore Nate, and you have reached episode 27, which we're calling No Limits. Ah, uh, then we're going to get our chains with the tanks. <laughs> <laughs> Mystical, masterpiece style. Yeah. We're going old school here. Lil Wayne, the whole crew, everyone's going to come through. I'm sure there are people that are listening like, what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> Who is that? <laughs> like, what the? These guys are No old. limits. Yeah. No limit. No. What's going on here? We're yeah, starting I mean, everybody, out a Kickstarter. Everybody knows Master P, though. I mean, that name. Hopefully, everybody still knows that. Otherwise, yeah, we are old. That'd be sad. But no, we mean no limits as in there is no limits to what you can do. Yeah. You know, don't classify yourself as one thing. You can really be whatever you want. So if you want to be, you know, if you're a customizer and you want to be a toy photographer, you can do that. If you're a customizer or if you're a toy photographer, if you want to be a toy reviewer, you can do that. Yeah. If you want to do something else entirely, that's cool too. I think people feel like they have a brand that they have to adhere to and they're very strict in that one thing where yeah. they might not want to branch out or they feel like, oh, I'm going to alienate some of my followers because I'm branching right. out into something new maybe that I haven't done before. Yeah, trying new things, not staying in your lane. Yeah, but I think in, in modern world today, and we're still kind of living that COVID life a little bit, you know, you can really be whatever you want. I think you if you invest in yourself and you're doing something that's genuine, that's going to show in your work. So don't be afraid to push that limit yeah. Because there are no limits. You know, you yeah. have to think about it that way. There is no limit to what you can do. <laughs> yeah. You are your own limit. You know, yeah. if you say that you can't do it, then you probably won't. Yeah. But if you look at something and you're like, hey, I can do that. I want to do that. Let me yeah. try it. Yeah. You should and, do that. And figuring out the steps to do that, right? So a lot of times, like making the, the transition to, hey, I'm a dial maker, but now I want to be a toy photographer. Because a lot of times they they do blend together very easily, but it's hard if you're an artist in a dial making type of uh, facet where you're just focused on dial making to try to switch gears and be like, okay, now I'm a toy photographer. It's completely different because there's a different learning curve. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's sometimes the overwhelming part, like for my speaking for myself, like I'm so used to just like, I'm a producer of props and this is, I have a process down in my mindset and step one, two, three, and then deliver end result. And then that's it. But lately, because I've been so involved with the community lately and, you know, us having these dialogues and just really being inspired by everyone out there, like just one page I take out of like Sunny 
who plays with toys and his the funny stuff that he does with the hood figure that's just making it so easy like i got this figure it's then figure the figure inspires me to do some comical shots but then what else can i do you know and then listening to your tips and then just interacting with even some of our listeners where i see some of their pages and their work i'm like man i really just need to buckle down and then create some type of uh structure or a game plan of how i can take some toy picks because if you look at my IG page, there was a point in time where I did spend some time. I buckled down. I set up my lights. I set up. And that's really what uh, pushed me into the dial making was I had to make and create my own environment, right? And I took I took the time to really learn the process of creating some pictures. Now, fast forward, I've kind of lost track of that. But I think there is no limit to, to what an artist can do or even a collector. If we're just focused on collecting... And you want to refresh your page i think sometimes that um encourages even more followers or even engages your audience in a different way where they see oh like hey i didn't know this individual was either in this line you know i've mm -hmm. mentioned hot wheels a couple times where that's something that's always like in the back of my mind where i i, I go down the aisle i check the regular spots but i always have to swing by the hot wheel just to see, I'm like, hey, if there's nothing, my last resort is I'm always going to pick up a Hot Wheel or two because that's something that me and my kid can always have fun with, you know? Right. Yeah. And um, it's funny after kind of going a different route, like mm -hmm. I'm in toy photography, but yeah. I've always been interested in diorama building yeah. and just felt intimidated in doing that because I don't have the background for it. I feel like I don't even know where I would begin. Yeah. But I, I've talked to... Um, mario quite a bit since our our interview with him yeah and if you guys missed that definitely check it out he dropped some really great nuggets of info and just things that really got me thinking about like man why do i why do i keep limiting myself in you know what i you know because i think like okay i, I want to do a dial yeah i immediately say i can't do that <laughs> yeah or that's intimidating there's mm -hmm. no way i would even start but yeah. mario kind of made me think like just try it dude yeah, like just try it. See how it goes, because you might surprise yourself what you're capable of. And because I've been in the hobby for so long, there's things that I probably yeah. have picked up just through the hobby that maybe I could apply to that. And just think of a, I mean, freaking powerhouse. If I could create my own dials and also yeah. do toy photography, I could generate my own shots. I could generate, you know, backgrounds. I can do all kinds of crazy stuff. And there are starter kits out there. I learned this from Mario as well. He said, find like a small, like mom and pop shop that maybe does like dollhouses or something. Mm -hmm. A lot of the times they have starter packs, which is like um, the foam. What is it called? Um, it's like a specific name. M M20, I don't know what it's called. But they give you like a foam starter pack. They give you like oh, an okay. exacto knife. Yeah. And then you can start making your own brick wall. Yeah. You kind of just figure out, okay, what does it take to build a brick wall? Yeah. And you just start with that. So I'm trying to find a shop around me that does that. But just talking to my, uh, Mario kind of inspired me like, okay, I need to start doing my own Dio stuff. And I've talked to you before because yeah. I'd really be interested in the 3D printing yeah, and just kind of what goes into that. Because it seems like nowadays it's not as maybe intimidating as it used to be where you were making things by hand. Now you have computers and 3D printers and everything else that can kind of assist you in doing that. So I'm yeah. starting to get more into 3D printing. My brother has one. I learned a lot from him. I've yeah. been asking you questions about it. 
So I think I'm going to start trying to go down that route a little bit more, mm -hmm. but it's just, a, it's been inspiring me to be able to create anything that I want instead of, you know, relying on others to buy it because it can yeah. be expensive. And yeah, there's a lot of great people in the community and my first few projects are probably going to be horrible, right? But just being able to do it, you know, I'm, I'm inspired. So I don't want to put limits on myself anymore. I want to yeah. tell myself, okay, that is possible. Yeah. At least try it before I say that I can't do it. Yeah. You could be you the know. next Da Vinci of Dial Maker. And we don't know it yet. We don't uh, know it. I don't know. You don't know. I wouldn't go or that far. But. you could be not the next Da Vinci. And we're like, you sh probably should never make a dial ever again. This is probably it's why 50, you should have stayed out of this, name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe it was a good idea that you never touched this before. But, you know, that's the thing. You'll never know unless you try. Yeah. And I think the worst a lot thing of you can do is say, nothing. Exactly. Yeah. A lot of people just say, like, no, I can't do that. I'm not trying it. But let, let's say you let's say you do do it right. You try it and it comes out okay. Or you're like, all right, this is good. And then you try it again and it comes out even better. And like six months go by, and all of a sudden now you're like the Da Vinci of Dialmaker. Now all of a sudden like you're on High School Creations diorama talking, and he's like, dude, you, you are go. the number one dial maker in the country. Like all now you don't even talk to me anymore because all you're doing is commissions. That that would be crazy. That's like alternate. That'd be the variant you. You're really making like my dreams here, and they're gonna. They're if we're gonna talking about what if, <laughs> if we would be like talking a what if episode, all of a sudden Nate would be like the ultimate dial maker, starring Nate, and that's it. It'd be like you'd be never the, into toy photography, just yeah. the dial maker. Your page all of a sudden goes from epic toy shots <laughs> to epic dials. That'd be that crazy. Would be great. So I don't want to yeah. set you. I don't want to pump you up too much, but try your first dials. If you don't become a dial maker or the best dial maker in the country. Well, then I don't know what to tell you. Or at least like props or something, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, at least trying something You're like, small. Josh said I was going to be the Da Vinci of <laughs> fucking dial making, that fucker. Yeah, way to crush my dreams, Josh. You're really hyping hey, me up here. I was, and I was I like, well, let's go, it, Nate. <laughs> I'm going to be like, oh, man, I thought Josh said I could really be something. Just here. remember, always cut away because I, man, I was making, I remember I was cutting foam one Oof. time and always use a sharp blade right i was like yep sharp and it cut right through the foam and it stopped right in my thumb and i was like cool and then i right in your up bone. my hand yeah and then I, I was like man what's really warm and i looked and i just like blood down my hand it's like how to go to the er get some Damn. uh new skin and some stitches and that was fun new skin you had to get like they, a skin they, graft they they put no they put the glue new skin oh, oh, oh yeah yeah, yeah, they, yeah he's like oh he's like, we can give you stitches or we can pour new i'm like, just pour new like do whatever to save the thumb, save thumb. So I had like two thumbs there. You're you're such a baller that you didn't even know what the warm feeling was. You're just like, oh, that's a cut. I was either right. no, I was like, don't tell me I cut myself. I was like, no, nope, I didn't cut myself. I was like, I'm like, no, <laughs> what's that warm stuff? I'm like, that must be hot glue. And I looked down. I'm like, oh, it's just a little bit of blood. Oh, it's still <laughs> bleeding. I'm like, oh, I'm getting lightheaded. Oh, it's <laughs> nonstop, and yeah. now I can't think straight. I'm on now. My thumb's hurting. Oh. <laughs> Cutting foam and drinking is never a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> Even if you want to be like a toy photographer, like I think a lot of people yeah. get really intimidated by toy photography. Yeah. Because they think of the equipment, right? They think yeah. of the equipment. They think all the lights and everything. But I think if you just, again, break it down in steps. And that's really like right now. And this is like my, this is, and I shared this with you, an idea I have right now. Because again, I want to give credit to Sonny because he really like, he got me to start snapping shots again of the of the hood figure. I got that hood figure, and I instantly start cracking up. And I think of his shots, <clears throat> but then I think, 
okay, what what can I do? How can I do my spit on it? And it was so funny because people would see his shots and they, they would tell me, uh, I, I would get a couple messages like, oh, you need that figure because it'd be so funny to have pictures of him and then your arcades, like his reaction, like, oh, I lost. And he has that stupid expression that, you know, the figure mm -hmm. does, right? And I was like, yeah, I'm like, I just got to get a good deal or I'm just waiting for him to go on sale. And I really enjoy what Sonny does with that figure. But then once I got him, I was like, cool, now I can do like what now i can do i can take my spin on it and how and the figure is a ton of fun and i'm like man what should i do next so that's gotten like my juices flowing where i'm like okay i need to make a dial and it's pulling me back into the dial making for myself right not taking commissions or anything like that but i'm like mm -hmm. i want to make him an apartment so my plan was to set a poll out there and, and just get get everyone's opinion on it does the hood live in a really nice apartment does he live like in like main downtown like he lives in a penthouse or does he live in a little shitty apartment and he has like roaches everywhere like so that's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna one i'm like okay he's gonna live in an apartment he, he's not a homeowner because he buys lots of figures so he's he's a he's a he's a hardcore like extreme collector he's a he's the the worst of the worst of collectors that's who the i i feel like the hood figure is he's the one that cries about everything he's going hard on the forums on the blogs on discord like he has you know so he's in a he lives in an apartment maybe a studio or something or his mom's basement but i was like it's a, either a nice apartment does he have like a six-figure job or does he have a mediocre job and he lives in a shitty apartment but he has like a really massive collection so i'm gonna put a poll out there how should i make this dial should i make his apartment nice or should i is make his apartment really shitty so what are your thoughts what should should i make his apartment nice or shitty I, I have a feeling that Hood lives in a shitty apartment, and <laughs> he spends his entire salary on figures. On, so he's um, just... but he's very angry about those yeah. figures half the time. Yeah, and he's you know he spends a lot of money on the figures, and then he's got like a laptop that he goes into and just does the nasty comments all day yeah. long. But yeah, I'm thinking like Joe's apartment style. Yeah, he's okay. Got roaches living around. Yeah, it's really dirty. He doesn't take care of himself. You know, that's what I'm thinking. But that, I would be yeah. interested to see what the poll has to say. Initially, my thought went there. And then I thought, well, what if he lives, like, what if he like makes really, really good money and he lives like in this apartment penthouse and he has like, he's just always, gr he's grumpy at the doorman. He's grumpy. At, he's just like, ah, like he's just caring to everybody. Like he's all day long. He, he gets his pile of loot like daily. He has a pile of loot daily, but he's still pissed about it. Like this guy is never happy. So he's I don't know. always upset. <clears throat> and, and that, again, that sparked another idea of just like, storytelling like how can i create a story with a figure that obviously i have sunny has there's a lot of us that have this figure and do some funny pictures how can we get everybody involved and like let's let's start doing some storytelling but with one figure do we pass them around do we all buy the same figure and then tag it like how do we make it inclusive and, and involve everybody you know yeah no i love yeah. that idea and man kudos to you i told you before when i saw it i'm like i'd love to see that you're back in toy photography again. yeah because the captions, I think, really sell the photo in, yeah. in what you're doing with the hood. Like yeah. the, the first one that you did with uh, when you forget how to transform in the robot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's got all the transformers around. He's got Bumblebee and Optimus. He's messing with Starscream and he's just yeah. like pissed, you know? Because that's me, and dude. Then, I would lose the instructions. And after a while, I'm like, I can't. I'm like, ah. Yeah. I, I, turn to I the can't hood. remember how to do this. It's yeah. frustrating. And the, the the expression on Hood is just perfect for, I think, the ideas that you're doing. Like, yeah. when he gets the figure and he turns into his eight-year-old self. <laughs> yeah, or, <he's>... you know, <laughs> he, 
he's on the couch. Uh, you know, when you talk to 796 Studios, <laughs> yeah. the one where he breaks the figure, like literally <laughs> right after the stream. <laughs> Too soon. Oh, uh, it's so it, good. it resonates with all of us. And man, and, and that's uh, the type of thing, like those type of ideas, like how do we push ourselves? How do we create even more funny, uh, awesome content that c continues the ball rolling, you know? Yeah, and, well, it's yeah. like, was it the figure that inspired you or was it was it Sunny that was inspiring? I think I, you said Sunny. Yeah, it was both. Sunny really inspired me. And once I saw the figure, I had to get it, especially like I kept my eye on it. And I was like, man, when this figure goes on sale, I'm going to get it because like 90 percent of the credit goes to Sunny because he he was just having so much fun with the figure. I'm like, damn, I want to have fun. Like he's having a lot of fun. And again, I think as collectors. And for us to acknowledge each other and have respect for each other, it's like, hey, if you're having fun, why would I not want to be part of that, right? Right. So when I saw him, when I saw him for such a great deal, I was like, oh, I got to have him now. And it's funny because that couch that he's on, that I took the pictures on, that couch, I made that couch, like, I think three or four years ago, I made that couch. And I began, like, some really you cool- You made like, that couch? Yeah, I made that couch. Out of, oh, it's wow. out of um, balsa wood, uh, some, like, poster board, and some fabric. Cause I was trying to tackle my hand at making like soft, good couches and like props, stuff like that. So it's all with like, I cut up some fabric and I, and I glued it all together and stuff. Um, That's impressive, man. And, and, and I was like, okay, I got the couch. I'm like, I need the rest of the environment. I need the dial. While my, where, and then that's where you find yourself. Like, again, falling into like that, that kid again, you start storytelling, mm -hmm. storytelling with your figures. You know, you're like, okay, where does this guy live? He lives in a shitty apartment or does he live in a good apartment does you know and then you, you you can add layers to that you know it's it's it goes back to that storytelling with our figures i'm like how do i story tell this guy right now he's on this couch i need more to it i need to add more more elements to it yeah and it just goes to show you that inspiration can really come from anywhere because i know you've been saying that you want to get back into toy photography yeah. but maybe you're just lacking that inspiration and then yeah. all of a sudden it's just like it clicked you got the right. hood You've been seeing Sonny's shots and shout out yeah. to Sonny because, man, I got to say that pigeons feeding one like literally <laughs> yeah. had me rolling. Like yeah. I was laughing so hard when I saw that because it's just so spot on. But yeah, I mean, it, it that's another great topic is like, where does in inspiration come from? Right. And it can really surprise you from anywhere. And I think that's one of those things when you get that inspiration, you really got to listen to that. Yeah. Because yeah. it's rare that that comes up and it's telling you something. It's yeah. saying, hey, you have a passion for this. I think you have a good idea here for a shot. You guys got to run with it because I think if you don't embrace that inspiration, you may not approach that idea again. You know, right. you may not touch figs for another year or so. Yeah. You know, and for me, like inspiration really can come from anywhere. Sometimes it's the figure itself. You know, I get it in hand. I'm like, damn, I got a shot like immediately in my head. Yeah. Or sometimes I'm watching a movie that may not even apply to, one of the figures that I'm messing with, but I'm like, I could do a pose like that on the figure, you mm -hmm. know, or maybe it's from comics. Mm -hmm. But I think those ideas that spur other ideas in your head, I think you really got to pay attention to that because that's your creativity talking. It's trying to tell you like, hey, you got something here and I think you could go somewhere else with this. And whether oh, yeah. you know, you're a dial builder or whether you're a toy photographer or whether you're just a toy collector, you know, you got to listen to that inspiration because it's trying to tell you something. Yeah, and, and it, it really like opened the floodgates all over again. Cause then I was looking back, going back into my bins of props, opening them up, and I'm like, oh man, I had a whole bin 
like a little, you know, uh, carrying case dedica dedicated to like all these props where uh, a full case was just like food props. And then the next one was uh, all these little miniature like figurines that were from a Mar Marvel game. And I was like, oh, I could use these as action figures. Oh, I could. I had. I found a cell phone. And then next, like, then I started pulling these older props I had made, like the sofa. And then I had this crate where I was like the hood. I switched his head and I put it on arcade body. He had a crate, and I'm like, oh, he's getting ready to uh, mm -hmm. unbox his Sentinel, and it's that face, you know. So it's like stuff like that where I'm like, now I'm pulling different elements, and I'm like, I'm getting back into all, all the legends that I had revisiting some of my other figures that i have so it's it's just like open the floodgates i'm super pumped uh and i want to see what 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 this dial ends up uh coming out but then also involving like our audience like you know i like i really want to set out that poll and see have them kind of have it be like a like a, an experience for everyone to kind of see like hey mm -hmm. based on your guys's vote i'm gonna make it really dirty or i'm gonna make it really clean cool that's not initially but i'm just i'm i'm sign up for the journey i'm not so focused on like oh it needs to look like this because right now i don't have an end product in mind i just need to have an apartment that's all i need yeah it kind of reminds me <laughs> of like you you are great about challenging yourself in different ways like you did the the 24-hour challenge or the 21-hour challenge yeah and this seems like another one of those challenges where yeah. you're like man i haven't done a dial in a while yeah i'm really getting back into toy photography more so let me give myself another challenge oh that's a good idea a, 20, a 21 hour dial challenge. Can you make a dial in 21 hours or is that asking a lot? Well, so there's certain like, okay, so the 21 hours, it, it breaks it. it there's, at least the way I interpret it, it, there's certain ways you have to break it apart because it's not a straight 21 hours because mm -hmm. it, it just would. So it's like, That's insane. You break, yeah, that, that would be insane. So a lot of times the 21 hours can be either within a month. So it could be an hour a day. So it's 21 days, or it could be over the course of like six months, depending on how those specific 21 hours are applied to that new skill. So for a dial, I could see it as maybe like a week and splitting up those 21 hours where, okay, this one hour I'm dedicated on just cutting. It has that those 21 hours have to be dedicated to the specific project or the skill that you want to learn. So I could definitely, I think make a dial in 21 hours um, that are dedicated. It probably may take me like a week or two because then one hour of paint, that's more than plenty. And then letting it dry, right. the letting it dry wouldn't count on the 21 hour challenge. But if once it's dry, it's like then active I'm, work that you're doing. Exactly. On. Yeah. Any active work that I'm doing on the project. So I could see myself completing a, a dial in a 21 hour challenge. I think that would be really cool. We can document it. We can even include it in our live streams. We can do some amazing. Uh, we can do some um, like a tutorial where, hey, I include you in that there part. Hey, I'm going to show you how to blackwash and um, fuck, I'm losing the, the, the tip of my tongue. Um, what do you call it? Yeah, we're just going to be painting foam. <laughs> no, I, I hear you. Blackwash and weathering it and then uh, adding um, adding just the different layers to, to, to the project. So if you want like a certain... Uh, look for it if you want it to look weathered then there's different layers that you want to go to that we can definitely do that on on a live stream i think if we can tackle it it's almost like a cooking show but uh we'll i'll tell you hey just get these ingredients and then we can both do it and then uh include the audience with that that'd be a great idea i love that because i want to get more into dial building yeah I mean, who's a better guy to learn from than yourself hey. so i could be like the general public as the guinea pig 
and you're the expert and you're teaching me. And then yeah. we can use that to like, hey, if you, you know, even if you're not joining us on the video, you can at least refer back to this and say, well, how do you do Easy it yourself? Steps. Yeah. Yeah, because I've got the McFarlane dark side that I've been wanting to weather, but I have never weathered anything before. So I'm like, where do you even start? And I think dry it's brush. stuff like that. <laughs> it, yeah. it just clicked well, to me. How to dry brush. And, and it's really a, a, a simple, but yet really tricky um, skill. You, you can dry brush something and, and make it go completely wrong. If you're too heavy on the paint, then all that's of a sudden, what I'm worried about. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, the first couple of dry brushes, I was like, oh, I felt really confident. I'm like, yeah, this is really good. And then looking back at it, I'm like, wow, that I went way too heavy on it. And it's really, it, it's it's a it's just a process of just like adding layers to it and being patient with your process because in the long run, you have to trust the process. And mm -hmm. and at the end of it, and every that that and here's the great thing about like dial making. There's no right or wrong way to do it because I can do black wash, then this color, then that color, then see, you know, this color. One and in a one, two, three process, someone else can come by and do three, two, one, and then black wash, and we still come up with the same result. It may look a little different, but it, no one is wrong or right. So that's what I love about like artistry in itself in this toy community, where it's like you can follow the steps, you can rearrange them. But there's no like, oh, you have to do it one, two, three, or else it's going to come out wrong. Um, a lot of times it's just really how easy you go on the paint, what paint you choose, and just really being conscious of like the light to dark or dark to light um, scheme that you're trying to go with. So, yeah, I think that would be fun. Yeah, I think that'd be a great idea. And I think that would really get the interest of a lot of people that are probably a little intimidated about the yeah. whole process, you know, yeah. and just not knowing where to start like myself. Yeah, super so easy. If, yeah, if we can teach somebody something that they might be a little intimidated about, it kind of takes away the fear of, oh, you know, I'm going to screw up my figure. You know, I have to remember, like, I have to start somewhere. Yeah. And like you said, there's right ways <laughs> to do something and wrong ways, but everybody's got their own way of doing it. And if you yeah. can just learn something that might actually start that engine in your head, like, okay, now I'm inspired to do other things. Yeah. And, and you start to find that you have your own like uh, preference too. Like some people really like to have their stuff really weathered dark and others like it more light, more like using grays and whites. Mm -hmm. um, uh, others like more of a rust color. Others like, like that black and brown grimy color. I like my stuff more like earth tones and like with a little bit of green. I don't know why, but I like always like to involve green and reds in my uh, dry brush to make it look like apocalyptic. So yeah, like kind of rusty. Yeah, kind of rusty. So I, I have a tendency of always kind of going more rusty or more using more blacks. Um, but uh, a nice white dry brush looks really killer on like a, on stone and stuff like that. Nice. Yeah, I'm excited for that now. We'll, we'll save like, that for okay, our let's lives. do that next episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to do that for sure. But yeah, I mean, just think about like what inspires you guys. Yeah. Like, you know, listen to that inspiration. Don't try to ignore it. And if yeah. you have a hankering to try something new, like do that. Yeah. I think the community is a great place and a great resource for information. So if you have a page like 796 or like Prime or someone else that's doing something else that you're interested in, like don't hesitate to reach out and yeah. ask them a question because this community is very accepting that way. I think yeah. people are more than willing to share information, For obviously sure. be respectful of their time and 
don't just demand that they respond back to you. But yeah, you know, if you approach somebody in a respectful way, I think they're more than willing to share that information. And that's one thing that I love about the toy community is that if you don't know something, ask somebody else that you see doing it, because yeah. there's a good chance that they're going to be able to provide a lot of helpful information for you. Uh, every time, like I, when I think about like a mad scientist in the toy committee, I always think uh, high school creations. Like he's an awesome dude to reach out because oh, he dabbles in so much and he has such a creative mind of and a, and a tactful way of how to figure out stuff. Um, he's definitely a dude that if you guys have questions, you know, again, just be mindful that those that are in that craft of like taking on commissions and working on big projects, a lot of times they, they do have a plateful. So they'll get back to you. Just uh, be mindful of their time. Right. It's all about awesome. respect, everybody. Yeah. You know, everybody's a, a human being. They all have a life outside of Instagram. So if somebody doesn't respond to you within the minute, you know, just be respectful of that. Cause I think some people get a little bit pushy sometimes, even with myself, like they'll send me a DM and then I don't respond within an hour. They're like, dude, what the hell? Yeah. Why are you ignoring me? I'm like, whoa, 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 I got a, I got a life here, man. Like, this isn't the only thing that I'm doing right now. That's when I turn to texting you. Then I'll text you, then I'll call you. And I'm like, hey, you better check. You better check. Hey, you haven't responded to me in 30 minutes, Nate. <laughs> Don't leave me on unread. Come on. Yeah. I saw you seen it. But now, you know, you guys know what to expect. Maybe, you know, we're going to do that at some point. I'll get my own phone board. Uh, I'll try yeah, something like that. weathering or making a brick wall or something like that. That'd be a really cool yeah, brick wall. experience for not just me, but everybody else. So uh, what else? We got pre -order some time? new pre-orders. Yeah. So we got a new, uh, a new Mezco. Surprise, surprise. Uh, we get one pretty frequently. I mean, I, there was like a little bit of a dry spell maybe, but it seems yeah, like we've they're had coming a back pretty strong. Yeah. And by but, the time this one airs, which... Um, it'll be the 19th. We, we recorded this just FI recorded this a little bit earlier. So the last three Mescos, I haven't picked up the P40. I was like, mm -hmm. eh, um, the red doc knock and then the black mold Mosquash passed on all three of those. Yeah. Kind, all I'm, the exclusives kind of all I'm like, eh, I'm not, I, there's just too much good stuff. There's too much good stuff out there. Yeah, it's funny because I remember when Rumble Society first started, I'm like, man, I'm all in on Rumble yeah. Society. Yeah. Like, I don't care what it is. Yeah. But now it's like I look back at my Rumble Society collection, and yes, I do love them, but how often do you see a new Doc Knock shot from me? Not very often. Yeah. You know, how often do I do Gomez nowadays? Not very often. Yeah. Not because I don't like those figures. It's just that when I get inspired for something, it's not my real go-to a lot of the times. And I'm trying to really listen to myself that like, okay, do I have genuine interest in this or is this FOMO talking when I'm thinking about pre-ordering a new Mezco? Yeah. And I get, there's people that are totally into the new figure. Uh, I got nothing against you guys. Like I, I totally understand it, but with Hawk P40, it's not one of those figures that I initially was very excited about. Yeah. Um, it's just, I don't know. The design just kind of throws me off a little bit. Yeah. I wasn't too crazy. There was bits and pieces that I did like, and then there was bits and pieces where I was like, eh, I was on the fence. It didn't really pull me in, so I was like, I'm just so, again, so distracted by other lines and everything else that's coming out, where I'm like, if I spend my money on Mezco, that means I'm not going to be able to get this. Um, and it, a, a good example is like Storm Collectibles. They you know, just um, issued out the Reptile a couple, couple weeks ago, 
waiting for that to go for pre pre-order. And I'm like, okay, what else could they potentially drop? Because that's the thing. Like, there's we're already getting close to the end of the year. There's going to be a lot of companies that are going to start dropping a lot of good stuff ready for pre-order. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's definitely tough for any of our uh, audio listeners. I'm just throwing up Hawk P40 just so we can look at it. But yeah, I mean, there's just so much coming out that when I look at these shots of Hawk P40 and shout out to D Amazing, he did a great job in these promo yeah. picks. That tank head's really cool. I yeah. think that tempted a lot of people. Yeah, I was one um, of them. I know you had DM me and you're like, man, that tank head. That tank head looks really cool. If it wasn't for that, it is really cool. I mean, it looks very industrial, like right here. Yeah. Like if you look in that, that yeah. looks like a, it reminds me of like a lighter or something. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's crazy. So yeah, I mean, a very original figure. Uh, I think it's cool if you're into Rumble Society. It's just not really my jam. And it wasn't a swag bundle, so huge, huge kudos to Mezco for not making a swag bundle. They could have easily thrown a bunch of stuff in here and made it like a 125 or 150 pack, but 95 bucks, cool. Yeah, 95 is. It seems like a rarity nowadays. I remember somebody had said something like, "Is Mezco are, are the days of the 85 dollars figures gone?" Yeah, from Mezco, and I think it's definitely died down. I think the last time we saw an 85 dollar figure was probably the Black Skulls. Yeah, um, but you can see even that they come, they're pretty bare bones, the $85 ones. Yeah, so if you if it's 95 or 100, they're coming with more accessories. Um, and it's 85. crazy, some of the earlier stuff was like 65, like mm -hmm. Daredevil, that's true. Uh, Punisher, yeah, pretty crazy. Yeah, so yeah, didn't get on the, the Hawk P40 train. I think it uh, it lasted for about maybe six hours or so yeah it was up there for a good minute. yeah it was up there for longer than i think i expected but i think we're starting to see that more and more now where medscos aren't the instant sellouts they used to be the production runs are going higher and i don't know i just i put up a poll in my story are you getting hot p40 or not for the most part i think it was more of like a it was like an 80 20 split i was kind of surprised 80 oh, percent wow. of people said no no Wow, and twenty percent were said they were going to get it. So I don't think we're alone there. It's just not one that a lot of people were really resonating with. Yeah, I mean, and, and for you know how we've we've said a couple of times, there's so much coming out. Nota Toys is coming out with these samurai figures. Looks like uh, one's a like a monkey ninja. Could be like I I first saw that shot and I was like, who's under there? Is it the better Baron? Is it Kevin underneath <laughs> there? <laughs> Yeah, you got like a beetle. Um, oh, no, that's, those are different samurai figures. Sorry. I'm thinking of the 5K toy ones. Oh, yeah. But... Not the 5K, but yeah, the Noda ones. Uh, okay. One's a swordsman, a monk, and a ronin. Is that Kevin underneath there? Yeah. I'm like, is that Kevin? Because huh. it almost looks like a monkey king because his hairstyle. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Shout out to Kevin. He's got that cool... Uh... King Monkey head sculpt. Oh, I thought you say King Monkey uh, head head hairdo. <laughs> I think it's a, just a one He's, giant wig. It's a one piece wig that just his hair is always like that. And then one you put thing the head that over came it. up. Yeah. Well, <laughs> see, Mario is the one that does his hair and then puts a hat on. Yeah. Which is he weird. said that in the enablers stream. Yeah. Like, wait, wait, Who does that? Nobody. Second. Come on. Why are you gonna mess up the interior of the hat like that? Yeah. Why would you want to put? Yeah, why would you want to do your hair and then cover it in the hat? And he's that like, "Well, no it's sense. because that when you want to when you want to take the hat off, you got to have your hair right." What? It's like they but, just don't never I, take off the hat. 
Yeah, that defeats the purpose of why would you even put on a hat to begin with? Uh, shows it tells you about his personality, huh? He's like, do I keep the hat on? Do I keep it off? Maybe I want to have it on for now, and then I'll take it off in two <laughs> minutes, and then I'll put it back. It's like, dude, make up your mind. Yeah, just <laughs> stick to one line, off, no. buddy. <laughs> yeah, keep the one twelve or one eighteen. Make up your mind. Are you doing legends? Or are you not six. doing legends? Yeah, one six. Which one is it? He's, he's all, all over, over the, place. the place, man. He really is. That guy, I mean, he's got no limits, though. Yeah, that's the thing. He's doing cha-cha with his hat. He's like, cha-cha on, cha-cha off. Come on. Get those soda <laughs> toys. for lessons. Do I give them away for free? <laughs> the Noda, the Noda toys, um, they look killer. It's these third-party companies are just like coming in. And the the obviously the, the QC is there because they've been having some really stellar reviews. And I think the following is getting stronger and stronger because a lot of their pre-orders are selling out so quick you can see with those v the v-toy blank bodies those are so good and people are making crazy amount of customs with it that v-toys robin cyberpunk it sold out like crazy he was a hot commodity on the set on the second market and then you know 5k toys did get a second run which that helped out a ton of us um so yeah. and it's with it's sold out again now yeah so with noda coming in um and look at that logan soda right that logan soda is really stellar um, but Noda coming in with these three 112 figures. Again, one's a swordsman, one's a monk, and one's a Ronin. I mean, the pictures have been going on everywhere, and it looks crazy. If you're into samurai and ninja stuff, it, it's going to go good with your Gomez um, Lone Roach. It's going to go good with those Golden Skulls. It's going to go good with some Articulate Icons, you know, Anything ninja-like, it should go good with these Noda toys. Yeah, I love that third party just continues to get more and more popular, and you're seeing just more and more figures coming out of the third party retailers, which it's stuff that we probably wouldn't really see outside of that. Yeah. Um, so if you're into the unique stuff and you want something that's a little bit different that maybe you can add to your collection, that's a, that's a great resource. But yeah, um, so yeah, the the... Third-party samurais. Um, one thing I thought was interesting that a lot of people might not know about yet, but these pocket elite figures yeah. from Damn Toys. Have you seen yeah. these? It's like uh, they have one that's like a jade. They have a jelly candy man one. They have oh, obsidian. Yeah. They have like a hard candy man. Like it's like different bodies and um, different colors, and yeah. they're like twenty. They're twenty-eight dollars. It's crazy. In today's modern world, that is cheap. Yeah, and they look super articulated. I can see people putting clothes on these and easily making them something else. Yeah, um, it's a cool like blank body for a very cheap price, in my opinion. And that's from Damn Toys. Yeah, Damn Toys. They're on yeah. BBTS. You can pre-order. Yeah. And there's one that looks like uh, a translucent guy with body kind of sticking through a little bit. It looks cool. I mean, they're they're definitely unique. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe something that. I might not pick up right away, but if I wanted some extra bodies, I think this would be a good companion for like synthetic humans. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're into that kind of thing. They, they also, cool. they also um, teased uh, like a Punisher type of guy, but they call him the Revenger. And it's supposed to be based off the Punisher and Nick Fury arcade game, which was, I thought was really funny how they called him the Revenger. And the Revenger. He, had, he, he has a skull in his chest. He has that classic, um, Punisher outfit on him. 
the weapons look really good. The the head sculpt is kind of like iffy, but again, there's so many customizers. There's there's so many options for for head sculpts out there that a lot of times nowadays, if you have a good buck and the soft goods are good, then the head sculpt's not not the worst thing that's gonna you know make it a a deal breaker for you. Some of the articulation is kind of questionable because he has like that tour articulation that Toy Biz used to have. Um, I don't know. I'll, I, I for that one, I'm definitely intrigued just because it's a, a classic pun in his outfit. I'm just gonna wait for like the reviews to come through and see see what what happens. Is that a third party figure? Yeah, from it's the same same company, Damn Toys. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, and they they're they're calling it the Revenger, and it's it's funny because on their promo pics, they put the Revenger, and then they have like an arcade stick on one side, the Revenger, and then a bunch of little uh, arcade buttons. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Another third party awesome yeah. addition of something that you may not think that you wanted until you saw it. And you're like, okay, now I need that. Yeah. And they, and they kind of hinted where it's like they show the picture of obviously we all know it's Punisher, but then it's like the black silhouette. It's like, are they also going to make Nick Fury? Because that would be cool. That that outfit's like the green trousers and the brown like turtleneck. So that would be cool. And again, it would make really good uh, classic Nick Fury from that video game. Yeah, it's great, like custom fodder for yep. really whatever you want it to be. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, you said this a little bit earlier, but Storm Collectibles revealed their new reptile. Yeah, which on those new bigger bucks, man, they I finally get my chance to get my reptile. I'm pumped. I'm gonna pre-order that yeah. sucker as soon as he drops. You have a lot of the original ones, right? Yeah, I have some of the. I have two of the original ones: the Sub Zero and Smoke. And then I have like when they released the newer bucks, I got Sub Zero and Scorpion. Um, but I'm waiting for a reptile, and I'm like, perfect reptile. I think a lot of people are really waiting for the reptile to come back because yeah. we haven't seen normally, like with Sub Zero, I think we've seen at least three or four of them by now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Reptile, we saw it one time. Yeah. And if you missed out on that initial order, you're kind of shit out of luck now. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I agree, man. The new buck looks so much better. The head sculpts, the effects that he comes with. Yep. I'm the pumped. reptile head looks so good. Yeah, and it comes with two different ones. There's one with the tongue out, and then there's one with the closed mouth. But it looks amazing, man. I mean, Storm is just knocking it out of the park with their sculpts. Yeah, and I mean, they tease a lot of good stuff. It's just I'm kind of glad they don't release them as quick as like Hasbro or some of the other companies. But a lot of times I'm like, man, come on! Like, I'm waiting for that some of that tech and stuff to drop. I'm waiting for the Doc Stalker stuff to drop. Like, but at the same time, I'm like, okay, just. Don't make it back to back to back. Like, yeah. And they they don't. I mean, Storm's good. I think about spacing stuff out. Yeah. You know. Um, but I know you're you're dying to get that your hands in the Morgan. I'm sure. Hey, who who isn't? Don't who we all want to get our that? hands on Morgan? It's great and, to see that she's and coming. And Felicia, up. hello. Don't forget yeah. her. Give me That's a two right. pack. I'll take two of them. No, nope. and then uh, <laughs> I know uh, Mario wants them. Uh, yeah, Mario. He's ordered four of them. Um, the reissue of the Zangief. That's what I'm pumped for, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. That looks yeah. good, too. Yeah. Yeah, Storm in the King figure that they yeah, released. Yeah, that's recently. what... Oh, the King God, is... he looks so cool. Beefy. Yeah. Huge figure. He looks like a Zangief. Yeah. But with the tiger head. Yeah, he's going to look badass. You can't go wrong with that. Um, one thing I wanted to know, it's not really like a new pre-order, but... Uh, and it's going to be too late by the time this airs, but NECA is going to do uh, pre-orders of the Chrome Dome Ooh. and Goliath. 
um, which is awesome because I was really worried about getting the Chrome Dome in person. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be one of those figures that's going to be hard to find. Yeah. But they're putting I mean, them do you think so? on your site. Do you think he'll be so, hard? Because Muckman and Gecko, they're everywhere. That's that's true. That's a good point. And then with uh, NECA, their shipping's crazy. It's like 20-something bucks. That's true. It's like 15 to $20, depending on what you get. And the so, figure, yeah, I mean, now you're kind of talking me out of it. Like, <laughs> do I not get Because I want to get a Chrome Dome, but I don't want to pay 25 bucks for shipping Chrome Dome. And if he's... No. If he's thirty nine dollars, or you know, that's half the price of the figure, and I've passed on NECA's two other times when they've offered, their, and I'm like, I'll just take my chances at the stores. And, and it was for uh, one was for Super Shredder, and the other one was I can't remember what the other one was. It might have been like uh, the Splinters, the Splinter and Shredder. Uh, two-pack for the movie i don't know i it was something i passed on it and eventually i found it the other one i haven't seen it but i was like okay well it's my loss yeah that's that's a good point i mean i tend to have pretty shitty luck with neca around my yeah. area yeah but i know i have i can always rely on you to help me yeah uh, you've helped me with a few necas in the past yeah um but yeah you're right i mean i've, I've been seeing a ton of mutagen man and uh what is it gecko why yeah. can't i think of his name yeah mondo yeah, gecko. mondo gecko yes but what i never found before really was the super shredders oh or yeah. like um a lot of the turtle two packs or like the foot two packs i don't see those anywhere so it's it's definitely hit or miss yeah i just don't want chrome dome to be a miss because that's definitely one that i want in my collection yep yeah same here chrome dome is definitely one that and that's why i'm, I'm just debating i'm like ah oh, should i get them should i not get them uh, it's gonna come down to that, you know. If last minute uh, decision, yeah. yeah. And I feel like Goliath might be a little bit easier to find. I don't know though. But doesn't that, BBTS uh, have Goliath too up on pre-order? Yeah, that's yeah, true. So that's where I, I have him on BBTS. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. But I feel like he's gonna be pretty popular when he releases. Oh yeah. So not really a. I mean, it is kind of a pre-order, but it's not anything new that we haven't seen already. Yeah, but I'm pumped for that Chrome Dome. Yeah, for sure. And that brings uh, us bro. to yeah. Go ahead. Pretty early, and he looks great. Yeah, that brings us to uh, plastic confession. Plastic confession. Do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Um, go ahead. You go first. You, uh, I'll go first. I think you have a better plastic confession than I do. Mine's small. I don't know, man. That's tiny. That you got is yours is small, <laughs> but it is. Uh, it's pretty cool stuff. Let, let's just see what you got. All right. So, my plastic confession is I got some acid rain. Lugans, 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 however you want to say it. I think you said it right first time, Lugans. <laughs> it's a little peachy, guys. Um, and it was a pack that I got with 796 Studios. He wanted one of them. Sent me, I bought the rest of them. So I got the, what color is this? This is the red guy. It's the red one. Um, and we got all, I got all the rest of the colors. The yellow little guy, his really cool head on there. I got the blue little guy, Larkspur, is the only one so far. Um, and then I got the one that I really, really wanted was the purple dude, Croatica. Looks like he has a little devil head. Oh, kind nice. Of yeah. yeah. So I'm pumped because, you know, they got soft goods on here. They got the little PJs. It reminds me of something out of like a Tim Burton movie because they all got like these little futuristic head sculpts on them. Um, so I'm pumped. And these are going to be my first Acid Rain figures that I'm going to check out. It's all really bright colored. Um, so yeah, got 
I'm just super stoked on that. Yeah, the more I talk to you and Mario, the more I'm getting enabled um, <laughs> to get something acerine. Um, because I know it's funny. I think Mario mentioned this on his when you guys were on the enablers, but there's yeah. nobody that really reviews acid rain oh, figures. No, I went to actually look at those Lugans. I think it was last night. Yeah. And uh, I'm trying to find a good reviewer and there's a guy that doesn't, and I think he reviews a lot of acid rain stuff, but it's not really the style that I prefer. Yeah. You know? yeah. It's not a, it's not a Wade. It's not like a D amazing. Uh, it's I not know. A toy I, think, bro. I think there's a calling there because <clears throat> there's a, there's a joy toy figure that I've been, that's in my, it's in my BBTS pile loot. It hasn't came in. Um, and it's weird how some, some people get it that are different areas. They get it first, which, I mean, it, it makes sense, right? Same thing with Legends. But um, I saw the review and like, I kid you not, it, it was just, it was hard, hard to sit through where I was like, yeah, yeah, I just, I, and I don't know if it's like, we're accustomed to like a typical Legend review where it's, there's good lighting. Uh, just I need a generic background. I don't need like a fancy, fancy background. Just show me the figure, what it can do. Do me, give me some size comparisons. You know that type of stuff. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll see what we can do with these uh, Lugans and uh, show the one twelve scale community what these guys are all about. Yeah, those are really cool figures. I think yeah. a lot of people will be interested. It's it's one of those lines that you hear the name all the time, but you just don't see a lot of reviews or people really using them a whole lot. Yeah. So it's definitely like, I think, an underserviced area in the community for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that was it. That, are, that, was, awesome. that was my plastic confession. So you got five, five of the Lugans, huh? Uh, um, four. Four of the Lugans. Four. Sorry. Yeah. That's right. Mario got one. Well, I have a, I finally shipped my HLJ private warehouse, which I'm sure they've been pissed because some of these are well over the 60 day shipping mark. <laughs> But I just, I ref, I'm such a cheap ass that I refuse to ship one figure. Yeah. Because uh, I don't like to use the airmail because it takes like literally two to three weeks. Oh, yeah. So I usually will use FedEx or something because I just want to get it immediately. And this was yeah. in my hands within like three days after shipping. That's crazy. And we're talking all the way from Japan. So I got the uh, Dark Knight Joker. Nice. Which, he's okay. Yeah. You know, I'm a huge Joker fan, so it was almost a must to get it. But I got to be honest, when I'm playing with him, he's got no no ab articulation whatsoever. Yeah. Like, there's nothing here. So if I'm going to try to recreate that classic scene where he gets his neck broken by Batman, it's going to yeah. be really hard to get him to sit down because there's no ab articulation. But, I mean, he does come with the classic, uh, the classic head with the battering in the eye. So oh, that's, that's awesome. Cool. Yeah. I see that very well, but hopefully you get the idea of what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, and he comes with cigarettes, which I didn't realize he came with, and some batterings. So that's cool. I mean, it's Joker, so I couldn't say no to Joker. Um, more Gucci's. Gucci got, gang in the house. That's right. Um, Mario and a few others had told me in the past that this Wonder Woman is actually a really great figure. Um, I can't remember his name, but it's like Zierneth. Uh -huh. On Instagram, oh, yeah, yeah. you've probably seen his yeah. photos before. Yeah, he does I, amazing I, action shots. I know who you're talking about, yeah. But I was talking to him about it. He's like, dude, that Wonder Woman is the shit. Like, you need yeah, to get it. Yeah, it looks really good. And I love the Harley, so I got that one. So, yeah, she's pretty cool. Uh, another Gucci. My Hero Academia Bakugo. Nice. This came out a little while ago, but 
I've got uh, the All Might and the Deku, so I had to add this one in my collection. And then last but not least, even though I don't do a whole lot of Star Wars, I got the Mayfix Mandalorian. Damn, nice. Uh, you came in heavy. I know. I got a few. Like I said, I've been, I've been storing these in my HLJ <laughs> private warehouse for like months now. So it's about time. But yeah, that's my house awesome. of the week. Awesome, awesome. Good plastic confession there. Thank you. That brings us into uh, Nasty Nate's Dirty Trick for the week. Yes. This one, I have to give credit to uh, Max Fisher uh, because he had, uh, if you guys remember, he was one of our figure aficionados. We had been talking in DM and he had suggested, hey, um, you should talk about reflectors. And I mean like foam reflectors mm -hmm. or anything that you can use as a reflector. You can use like <clears throat> tinfoil. You can use just any kind of shiny material. But um, I, I said foam specifically because I've been getting some new stuff in the mail and they come with like big pieces of foam. Yeah. So I didn't have to go out and buy anything. I just broke a piece of that off and you use it as like a reflector in your shot. So if you have light, let's say you have light shining from the left and you're trying to light the figure from the left, but you don't have quite enough light on the right, instead of putting another light there and making it a little washed out, you can yeah. put like a piece of foam or any kind of reflective material here so that this light is bouncing off of that and hitting the figure again. Oh, so it nice. adds a little bit more subtle lighting to bring out those details on those areas that might have some shadow yeah. or you don't want to overexpose it, but you at least want to bring out a little bit of the detail. I've noticed yeah. that those, that piece of foam is great because I can put it anywhere I want in the shot. I can angle my, my other light towards it and it kind of acts as two different lights in one. Nice. Um, it's it's a great idea. So yeah, awesome. big thanks to Max. I've never had really done that before, and I tried it out on a couple of recent shots, and it worked out a lot better than I expected. Um, awesome. So yeah, that's a really uh, good idea. So if you guys are having struggles with lights, maybe try out that and see how it works. Yeah, that's great. Awesome. Good tip. And then last but not least, of course, our figure aficionado hey for the week. Yes. Um, and this guy doesn't really need any more followers because um, <laughs> he's got a pretty huge following on Instagram already. Uh, but his name is Dan's Toy Art. Uh, good old Dan Williams. Yeah, I mean, he's got like 16,000 followers. The more, the merrier. One thing I want to shout about Dan, um, not only is he a master storyteller, like if you follow his work, his storytelling capability is insane. Like he creates all of these stories and sometimes they'll go on for like 10, 20 shots. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, but that's like a thing I think a lot of people don't think about sometimes is I got to have a story behind the shot. Not only that, he's probably the first account I have seen using the new HasLab Sentinel. Um, he did a shot where uh, there's a Sentinel crushing Nightcrawler and you've got Storm and Wolverine and Cyclops trying to save him. Uh, just a really cool shot to show the scale and he shows a BTS and dude, that Sentinel is so freaking massive. It's insane. Uh, but it makes me excited, you know, to see what else we might see in the community from that Sentinel. Cause the Sentinel looks amazing in that shot. It oh, looks yeah. so good mm -hmm. And the scale. You can, you can tell just from that one image. Okay. That scale is probably perfect. Yeah. So I remember scenes in the show that were just like that, where a Sentinel's attacking one of the X-Men and you can see Wolverine or somebody else trying to attack him, and they're about that right size. So that Sentinel is massive, but it works so well for the Marvel Legends line. Yeah, it scales um, so good with them. 
Yeah. And then he did another shot with Magneto um, kind of standing in front or floating in front of one of the Sentinels. Um, he says, you will bend to me because it's Magneto, you know, obviously yeah. he controls metal. But I just thought it was really cool. Like, I think Dan probably got it and posted it within the same day, a toy shot. And it absolutely blew up. I think it's almost at like 3,000 likes or something like that. So I think a lot of people are resonating like, damn, we finally got to see the Sentinel in action. Yeah, and that's great. That's that's what I was waiting for is like, let's put the Sentinel to use. Let's see how we can use them in our picks. Um, yeah. It, it's mind-blowing. So awesome. Yeah, Kudos anybody listening Dan. is curious to how that looks in a toy photo, go check out Dan's toy art. Awesome, awesome. Hells yeah, yeah. So yeah, he's this week's figure aficionado. So hats off to you, sir. Killing it with that, those Sentinel shots. Um, yeah. And that brings uh, another episode to a great end. Um, thanks everyone that has been uh, tuning into our lives every Monday. You can catch us here on YouTube every Monday at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Um, make sure to catch a new episode every Sunday, whether it's here on YouTube or the audio version, which you can find on Spotify, iTunes, all of your major platforms that you listen to podcasts. Make sure you check out the figure booth. Um, also, make sure to subscribe, share, like, comment. You guys know the the, the process. Um, and and we're what we're trying to do now is you know get to that next milestone. Hopefully, it's one k. Um, so let's see if we can we can get there. For sure. I want to call out. We have not missed an episode, a week of episodes yet. Ooh. So. Kudos a, to us because yes, we're, we're, on a good we're at twenty we're at twenty-seven here and we haven't missed one week. So I think me and it's clear that me and Prime are really committed to this. We really want to make this something awesome. Yeah. If you guys have missed some of our past uh, episodes, we did three great interviews so far. Yeah. So last week we did Unparalleled Universe with Wade. Uh, yeah, great interview. That was a talk. Um, yeah, he was he was a fun guy to talk to. Uh, I got to say, I was a little intimidated to talk to him before we got started, but he made it really easy to talk to him. Go check that out if you haven't seen it already. We've interviewed 796 Studios himself, the Cha-Cha Master, Mario. Uh, make sure you check out that interview. And then we started out really strong with Just Jay Hernandez. So if you guys haven't seen those, please go check them out. Really great interviews. You get to know a little bit about people that you probably have been following for a long time. So yeah, thanks to all the support so far, though. We still get tons of reach outs, tons of comments. And we really, really appreciate it. So thank you. Yes, for sure. Um, so I've been your host, Josh, aka Prime to the First. You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, all under Prime to the First. And I've been Nate, aka FigureFan underscore Nate. You can catch me on Instagram, TikTok, and occasionally on Facebook. <laughs> and that's going to do it for another episode of The Figure Booth. Thank you, guys. You guys have been listening to The Figure Booth.